Let's check in with Mike Kliss, uh, who is our 9 News Broncos insider, thanks to Fitness Gallery. Um, Mike, happy Friday. What is, um, let, let's, let, let's start with Judy. Okay, let's start with Jerry Judy. I saw your tweet yesterday saying different things were floating around, linking the Colts to Jerry Judy. You said there's nothing to it. You said that the Colts called the Broncos a few weeks ago. There's folks in Indianapolis who are saying the opposite of that. Um, was there something to this and now it's dead? Or was or do you believe genuinely that there was never anything to this? You know, I I really believe there was not much to it. Um, from what I understand, the Colts called. This is when things were looking good for the Colts. Richardson was playing well. And... Um, and they were a little unsure. He was down, but unsure about the severity of his shoulder. And, you know, the Broncos are in the tank. And so, therefore, they have some players that other teams might want. And the Colts called on, from what I heard, they asked about several players, five players, six players, you know, and went through the list. And Judy was on the list. And, um, I'm not sure what exactly was said, but that was the end. That was, you know, it was an exploratory thing. And since then, the Colts have not come back to the Broncos. The Broncos, from what I understand, have not gone back to the Colts. Uh, the Colts now, you know, with Richardson being hurt, um, I'm not sure they're quite sellers yet because they're still in decent position. They'll have to hope uh, Garner Minshew keeps playing well or, or more consistently. But, um, you know, they're, they're probably more apt to be in seller mode than, uh, than buyer mode. So I don't think um, – I do not think that's happening, Judy and the Colts. And, and really, I'm not sure where Judy is on the trading block. I, I get the impression, you know, teams are going to have to step up to get them, mm. uh, that the Broncos really don't want to – don't run a – do not want to part with them at, at this moment. And, and, Mike, real quick. Why, um, because, and, and I'm not, I'm certainly not um, coming at you. Uh, I'm just uh, highlighting what I believe. Why Why would a team need to come and step up for Jerry Judy, who isn't a top 60 receiver in the NFL, and me and him have a, a tied for the same amount of touchdowns this year? Why would someone have to step up and do that? Because, um, you know, you only, you, you want to trade a guy for value, and he's a first-round pick. Now, he hasn't performed like that. You know, a fourth-round pick for Jerry Judy is more valuable to the Broncos to keep him. I mean, a fourth-round pick is, you know, if you're the Denver Broncos, a fourth-round pick is not fair compensation. You might as well keep Judy and hope he turns it around and gets it together and maybe figure out Russ playing better or next year, you know, if you're moving on to a different quarterback, you, you might want Judy there as one of your targets. You know, I agree Judy's not a, necessarily a pure number one receiver, but, he, you know, he would be nice in, in a top two or three room. And so, you know, you want, a, you want a bushel of targets, and Judy would be a good target somewhere in there. I know there's a lot of he could do better. You know, there is a feeling that he should uh, be producing better. But um, – a third-round pick for Jerry Judy, I'm not sure the Broncos want to do that. A fourth-round pick, I can almost assure you they do not want to do that. Um, so that's why I'm saying you, they would have to step up and talk at least a second-round pick, I would think, 
in order to get Jerry Judy, which to me would be the fair compensation if you're the Denver Broncos. One round less than where he was drafted. He's developed. You know, a lot, you know, these rookies, these first round rookie receivers, especially, they take a minute to develop a lot of them. Not all of them are Justin Jefferson. And some of them come on in their second, third year. This is the fourth year for Judy. So he's already developed. You've already developed them. You know, I, I would think the Broncos would have to ask for at least a two for Judy. And I'm not sure, given everything that's going on with him, that anyone would give up a two for him. That's interesting, Mike. Mike, Zach and I have been debating, discussing. The trade deadline is looming there. And we're sitting here thinking about who is a trade candidate other than Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Justin Simmons. Can you elaborate on Samaj P. Ryan? Yeah, I mean, he's a possibility maybe for one or two teams. I, I'm not sure. You know, he was with the Bengals for three years. He was with uh, another team before that. I can't remember. But, you know, he's a quality guy, good locker room guy. But right now he looks like he's the number three running back. So, you know, if a if a team uh, needs some running back depth, they might be interested in P. Ryan. I'm not saying the Broncos are shopping P. Ryan, but I'm saying other other teams. I I wouldn't be surprised if other teams are interested in him. I mean, he's a quality backup uh, back for a lot of reasons. At 240, he moves well, and he's a good blocker, good receiver. So he he's a he's a good, you know. I think he's a good six touch a, uh, uh, a game back, and can also help you pick up the blitzes. Um, the other guys, I think, probably on the defensive side, um, looking at the contracts, uh, Josie Jewell, you know, is in the final year of his um, of his uh, deal. He's getting paid $5 million this year. With Drew Sanders behind him, you know, they really like Drew Sanders. One way to get Drew Sanders more snaps is, is to move Josie Jewell. I think that's a possibility. DJ Jones might be another. He's in the final guarantee portion of his contract. Uh, it's a three and thirty million dollar deal. Two and twenty were guaranteed, so this is the second year. Uh, you know, he might be a, a veteran who might not be back next year. Certainly not back at ten million, and uh, so maybe he might be a guy uh, that that might be on the trading block. You know, it, it kind of depends on you. You've got maybe 12 teams that are going to be looking to add and do they have a need at defensive tackle? Do they have a need at inside linebacker? Now you're reducing the pool down to three or four teams. So, um, and then you got to get what you, what you hope to get. So I, you know, I'm still thinking a couple players will get moved, but it, I'm, I'm not thinking it's going to be a wholesale fire sale. Um, here on October 31st. Mm, Mike, what are the chances that no players get moved? Uh, that would surprise me. Mm. Um, I think one player or less would surprise me. And um, because some of these guys, I, I think they're, I think you want to get something, you know, um, you know, some of these guys you're not bringing back next year. The guys you're not bringing back, you Oh, this is the time to get something. You know, it's it's kind of the same concept as baseball. You know, uh, the Rockies didn't trade Trevor Story at the deadline a few years ago, and he did leave, and they got nothing in return. Maybe maybe uh, 
compensatory pick. I'm not sure how that works in baseball anymore. But, um, you know, this is the time to get something back. So, you know, this Packer game would have something to say about this. I mean, if they lose the Packer game, then uh, why are you keeping, you know, these players? Because you are staring down at one and seven into the bye week and into the trade deadline. Mike, uh, I'm going to ask you to guess here. So, and, and I'm saying that specifically because I, I want to make it clear to our audience that you're not reporting this and this isn't sourced, okay? But if you were to guess, who is the most likely Bronco starter to get dealt at the deadline? Oh, I guess I would put um, in order Jewel and um, Sutton. I guess, and and the reason why I do both of those guys is, um, and this is a guess. Thank you for clarifying that, yep. Zach. Yep. They got their two best young players behind them, mm-hmm. and that is, uh, uh, you, you know, you've got Marvin Mims, and you've got Drew Sanders, and sometimes, you know, the uh, George and um, and Sean Payton are going to work together on this, but sometimes the coach. <laughs> wants to keep playing the best players and the GM wants to make room for uh, younger players. So that'll be interesting discussion as they come down the stretch here. Um, because Jewel is a better player right now than Drew Sanders. But I mean, he is, but in two years from now, who's going to be the better player. And so the GM tends to look at two years from now and the coach tends to look at right here today, Friday, uh, October 20th. Mm. Mike, speaking of George, what is his demeanor like? I know you, you're around the building. You see it all the time. What What is what is George Patton, uh, Payton's demeanor at this point that you kind of feel? Easy going, George. You know, he's a Southern California guy, and he's got that Southern California calm, cool uh, demeanor uh, vibe. Now, he does. I, I think he eternalizes stress and uh, – uh, you know, I've sat in a press box, uh, sometimes in the visiting press box, they're, they're close to us and he's intense, uh, on game day. He wants to win more than anybody. And, you know, you talk to George, all he ever says is got to win, got to win. Yep. And he hasn't, he knows he hasn't won since he's been here. They didn't win before he got here, which is how he got the job in the first place. I thought he was going to turn this thing around by now and it hasn't happened. I thought Sean Payton was going to turn things around by now. And it hasn't happened. So we'll see how this season unfolds. It's not looking real good right now. They do have, if they beat the Packers, I think they got a chance to salvage maybe seven or eight wins yet this season. I mean, that's uh, that's the uh, pie in the sky viewpoint. They lose to the Packers, then, uh, you know, boy, it's going to be an interesting offseason once again for the Broncos. Yeah, and, and last one, Mike, uh, here on a Friday, and thank you again so much uh, for hanging out with us for a few minutes. You just went over the traditional structure of the GM and coach outlook. The coach yeah. wants the best players on the field so he can win right now. The general manager yep. is looking ahead. The Broncos are disjointed in so many ways, and I think this is another one of them. Because it, I think it's the general manager, if he doesn't win right now, 
he's going to be shown the door, and it's the head coach <laughs> who has the long-term security and should be the one having a, a further you know, 10-day forecast, if you will. You know, kind of going more big picture to what you just brought up, the Broncos have not quite had it married up uh, for a while now. Yep. Uh, you know, with uh, uh, John Elway, uh, Vic Fangio, uh, Vic Fangio as the head coach helped hire George Payton. Uh, that's not ordinary. That's not usual. That's not common. Um, so they haven't had the GM and the head coach married up uh, at the at the same time. You know, with uh, uh, John Elway went through his coaches, but then um, when John stepped down. They kept Vic Fangio, right? Maybe then, for George Payton, they should have made a clean sweep and let George pick his next head coach, give the GM his coach. Instead, it got a little that the the organizational ladder got a little out of whack with Fangio not only being here but helping to hire George. And George is a loyal guy. He's a good guy. He's a good man. I think he felt indebted to Vic Fangio. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure George wanted to fire Fangio uh, after the uh, uh, 2021 season. Um, So it hasn't been married up the way it's supposed to. And, um, yeah, that's one thing that they're going to have to. uh, The one time it was married up, George picked Nathaniel Hackett. Right. And that didn't work out. Yeah. And and now – and now here we are with the situation where Sean Payton has has the hand. It, it's obviously pretty clear. So we'll see how Greg Penner shakes it out, if he does shake it out after this season. I know he wants uh, a couple more months of evidence uh, before he makes any type of uh, big decisions, and um, it will be interesting. Um, given everything we've just talked about, boy, if it's, it's – uh, this really is kind of a, a big game for the state of the team against the Packers, I think. Oh, uh, man. You know, it, it man. doesn't mean they're going to be a good team if they beat the Packers, but it does mean that uh, this is this is horrendous state of affairs if they do lose. Yeah, yeah, it, it certainly is that. Um, wow, Mike, to be truthful, I could do this another hour with you because I yeah. have five or seven more questions <laughs> Um, that, 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 that I would love to go back and forth with you, but we know you're busy. Uh, go have yourself a cold pop on a Friday and we'll catch up with you next time next week. All right. Enjoyed it guys. See you later. All right. There there he goes. That's Mike Kliss, our nine news Broncos, uh, insider joining us courtesy of fitness gallery.